Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 says to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That is, that if we really want to do what the Lord wants us to do and fulfill the spirit of the law, we are to love one another, we're to bear one another's burdens, we're to be there for each other. But what exactly does it mean to bear one another's burdens today on Hot Topics? Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear what you think about bearing one another's burdens. The text starts off by telling us in Galatians 6.1, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. The picture here of someone who's been trapped by a trespass. Not necessarily someone who has deliberately decided to go out and sin, but someone that has been overtaken by the deceptive, destructive nature of sin. And it's interesting that this is what Jesus saw when he looked at people who were caught in sin. Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to save sinners. He saw sinners as those who were bound in chains. Now this passage in Galatians tells us that those who are spiritual, those who are mature, those who have grown up in Christ are to restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. And this spirit of gentleness is really important because sometimes we go too harsh. We tear people down. We condemn them. And Jesus is not in the business of condemning people. He's in the business of forgiving and restoring, leaving the 99 and going after the one. Listen to what he says in 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 26. And the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition, if God perhaps will grant them repentance, so that they may know the truth and that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. So again, the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle because people have been taken captive by the enemy. We've got to know who the enemy is and that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and a spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Putting on our armor, making sure that we are right with God and we're walking in truth, and then being kind and tender-hearted to people, being gentle. I do love that 2 Timothy 2, 24 and 26 tells us that the servant of the Lord must not quarrel. This is a sign that you are really growing up in Christ. When you stop arguing with people and you begin to show patience and lovingly, caringly are able to show someone what the truth is. Matthew 18, 15 tells us how we're to approach someone who is in sin as well. It says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. Instead of going and telling all kinds of other people, we are to go to him alone. Maybe even eyeball to eyeball, where you can see someone, let them know that you have been hurt by what they have done and in gentleness, win them back. Ephesians 4, 30 and 32 tell us to go with the spirit of gentleness as well. In fact, it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You can grieve the Holy Spirit by rebellion, especially rebellion when you are haughty and harsh with another believer. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness with anger 
wrath, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Malice is the desire to hurt someone and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. We're getting the idea that Jesus was serious when he said, they will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. And a new commandment that I give to you, love one another. Now, after Galatians 6.1 tells us, brethren, if anyone is overtaken by a trespass, you who are spiritual, go and restore them in a spirit of gentleness. It goes on to say, consider yourself lest you be tempted. And this is really important because overconfidence often comes before giving in to sin. Peter, in the denial of Jesus, earlier that evening had said, even if everyone else denies you, I will never deny you only to find circumstances come to a place where he did deny him. Therefore, it's important for us not to be overconfident. And 1 Corinthians 10, 12 says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands, take heed lest he falls. If you think you stand and there's no chance you could fall into sin, you might find yourself like Peter, suddenly weeping, grieving over your own sin. Another passage that helps us to understand considering ourselves when we're going to someone and talking to them about sin is when Jesus said in Matthew 7, three through five, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brethren, let me remove the speck in your eye and look, a plank is in your own eye, hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So after this conversation about correcting someone overtaken in a sin, in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, the very next verse says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That means when someone is overtaken by a heavy burden that is about to crush them, that I am to come alongside of them and lift that burden up. I'm not to come in with arrogance and tear someone down when they've been overtaken with a trespass, but I'm to restore such a one, seeing them strengthened once again with confidence in Christ. One of the reasons for this is because we are all one body. First Corinthians 12, 12 through 14 says, for as the body is one, and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. In other words, if I, as a member in the body of Christ, attack another member of the body of Christ, I am attacking myself. I'm tearing myself down because we are supposed to be concerned about the body of Christ. If I walk in with a hammer and smash my hand as if it doesn't matter, one hand smashing the other doesn't make sense. Christ is the head of the body. We are to support, strengthen, uplift one another. Look for ways to lift one up, especially when someone has fallen into some kind of sin. Another way that we cannot consider ourselves is when we think more of ourselves than we ought to. And so the third verse in Galatians 6 says, for if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. So when you approach someone as if you are more important to them, it is easy for us to think we are better than someone taken in a trespass. Romans 12, three says, for I say to you, through the grace given to me, that everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, 
but think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. It's God who's given us everything that we need. And if we see others as more important than ourselves, it helps us to really walk in love towards them and not tear them down. Philippians 2, 2 through 4 says, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you not only look out for your own interest, but also for the interests of others. This is taking time to put other people first, taking the back of the line, giving people the best parking spot in a parking lot, making it a way of life and interacting with each other, thinking about the other person first. Finally, Galatians 6, as it continues to talk to us about bearing one another's burdens, says, but let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and in not another for each one shall carry his own load. Now this for word for load here is not the same as the word for burden earlier. We are to bear one another's burdens. But this word for load is, I'm doing what I do for Christ and therefore it's not a heavy burden and I can carry that. That is why you consider yourself because you have the responsibility for your own actions. It says in Romans 14, 12 through 14, so then each of us shall give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. We are supporting our brother. We are helping to bear their burdens when we're looking not to cause them to stumble and thinking of them first. One more passage, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Now we know that this is the Bema seat and that what I do for Christ will be tested by fire. And what was done with right motives will be jewels. What was done with wrong motives will be burned away. And whatever I gather together, I hope we have the opportunity to give that back to Christ because whatever we did out of the right heart, we will receive a right reward. Three things in closing. Number one, let's put away malice, arguments, dissensions, contentions. These are not pleasing to Christ. When we tear one another apart, the Bible says we are in danger of devouring one another. We are not supposed to be full of arguments and anger but love, care, and compassion. Number two, help someone who is taken in a trespass. And remember, you're not there to take spiritual authority or to seem superior, but to somehow come alongside of them and help them to see the importance of truly repenting, truly loving God, knowing that there is forgiveness with God if they would just confess it. In doing this, we can become a real help to them. And finally, approach the person with humility and self-consideration, knowing that it is by the grace of God that we are able to stand, and there's none of us that don't deal with the flesh and that we could all be overtaken by a sin. And so we pray regularly, lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. Help to bear one another's burdens. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.